In case you forget. This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. Wow. It is seven to three. The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. You talk about staying through a ball and look there's fans leaving already. And they are shocked. Stunned silence at Chavez Ravine. Just a couple blocks from the country kitchen in Ramona, California. I'm Schmitty, and this is Talkin' Schmidt. Today on the show, I talk to legendary graffiti artist Nasty Neckface. Neck grew up in Northern California and quickly decided he needed to be in the big city where the action is, where he could spray paint. He was featured on the cover of Thrasher magazine in 2005, been a flame-throwing staple on skate rock, traveling the world with Jake and P-Stone, and is determined to keep the torch burning for the ones that can't. It's our job to fucking show these kids, you know, hey, get off your fucking phone, get in the van, hit the road, and do this, you know what I mean? Because uh, that's what they did, and they showed us how to do it, and now it's our turn to fucking pass the torch and keep the fire lit. After we did the interview, Neck drew up a new Talkin' Schmidt logo that will be available on long sleeve t-shirts tomorrow on the website. For pre-order, go to TalkinSchmidt.com tomorrow. Also, this is your last chance to send in questions for the big Schmitty 50th interview. If you have questions, send them to TalkinSchmidt at gmail.com and the executive director will pick the best ones and put them into her interview. Remember to stop by TalkinSchmidt.com and help support the show with a little purchase or a big purchase or just leave us a comment, whatever you feel like. Big love to all y'all and thanks so much for the support. And now, without further ado... This is Nasty Nick, and you're listening to Talking Smith. God damn it! It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the all-cause time, right? Now. All big dogs in. What do you think, Smitty? 96 times, Smitty. Thanks, Smitty. We on? Smitty? Talking Schmidt. He's so fucking different. Shit my pants, lad. Yeah, roll the decks, it's fucking deep. Are you ready? Come on, Smith. Alright, two years ago to the day, our good friend P-Stone passed, and Neckface was fucking driving up Highway 5 today. He gave me a call, and I said, dude, can you make it in? He said, yep. So here he is. We got Neck. What's good? Nasty Neck. Up in the SFC, just so happens I live about an hour and a half up north from here, and uh, I was going home, and my town is uh, is uh, voted one of the most miserable cities in the U.S., <laughs> top five most miserable cities in the U.S., oh. and uh, sure enough, when I pull off, I fucking ran over either it was a body or a dead dog, one of them, but... That shit fucked the bottom of my car up. There's guts and shit all over the bottom of my car. So that's why I was running a little bit late. But I'm here and I'm at the plant with Schmitty. Yeah. Talking Schmidt. <clears throat> We're in the studio. We're, uh, me and Frank are working on some fucking revision for Thrasher Radio. But in the meantime, I've been fucking with this. You were born and raised up there, right? NorCal? Yep. Born and raised until I was, uh, 17 and then i fucking got the hell out of that place when i was 17 years old i took off to new york because i got accepted to an art college in new york yep there was only two colleges i applied to one was sva the other one was cal arts in valencia like uh pretty much in in la or some shit and i got accepted to the new york one first and i was like fuck guess i'm going to new york 
Fucking didn't know no nothing. Didn't know anything or anybody about New York except for skate spots. And um, my mom, before I left, she was tripping. She was like, how are you going to meet people? Like, what the fuck? What are you going to do out there? Like, she was like, "How you don't have any friends out there. And I just held up my board. And I was like, with this, this is how yeah. I'm going to meet everyone. And sure enough, that's how I met everyone. And that's why I'm fucking sitting right here talking to you. Is that where you met Spanky? Because my board. Maybe in New York. I met a lot of people at Max Fish. That's I know that I much. That's what I was thinking. The first party I went to in New York, I met some of my best friends to this day. We're at this fucking party, and um, everyone was tripping out because they they found out who Neckface was, and they realized it wasn't a girl. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew anything about me except for this group that was at this party. It was like the first reveal, and everyone was like, what? You're just a fucking little skinny-ass Mexican (laughs) skater kid. (laughs) They thought it was a girl? Yeah, they thought I was a girl, crackhead, all kinds of shit. And fucking me writing neck face as a crack whore wasn't a, a good good help either. Fuck. <laughs> so I just so, started spreading rumors about myself. So how long had you been neck face before that? I was writing that shit in like probably um, middle school. No, middle not middle school end of middle school or some shit like 13 or yeah probably like 15 15 14 or 15 or some shit and how did it start so my brothers my older brothers they write graffiti and they do like traditional graffiti like on trains and like freight trains and shit and like walls and shit and uh these fools went out when they were younger and when i was younger they had a graffiti shop and um and it was only open on the weekends. They were probably like 18, I think, which made me like seven or eight years old or some shit. <laughs> My mom, she had five boys. And instead of taking care of all five boys, she just dropped our ass off at the graffiti shop and be like, here, you guys kick it here for the weekend with your brothers. And then whatever, I'll be back. And so we were there at this graffiti shop and all. It was like a big, it was like a skate shop, you know, like all these dudes just like drinking and painting there was legal walls in there fools are painting and shit just causing ruckus you know like yeah they had like airbrush shirts in there break dancing and and it was like full full graffiti shop and it was like um it was just kind of like junkyard ish and uh basically i'd i'd just run around the graffiti shop when i was super little and i'd find like spray paint cans on the ground and shit and I grab a can, I just write like "fuck you" or some shit on the wall, or like a fucking face with a dick on it. I don't know, just like some shitty like bathroom graffiti. And I and I remember I could barely press the cap down on the can for paint <laughs> to come out. Like I wasn't even that strong. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so I I was like always like around that shit. And then uh, when I got older, and I was writing on shit like all the time, anyways. And I was like, all right, I want to do this for real. And I was like. I was like, I got to come up with a name that I know no one's ever going to have. You know what I mean? Like the thing, like, and I already knew these like rules because of my brothers. Like you can't have a name that someone else already has. Like that's the rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I went, when I came into this, I was like, all right. I, I was like, I can't think of like fucking like, um, like star, whatever there's probably a star in fucking houston or some shit you know like you can't you can't think of like these normal ass names so what was i saying i was calling people like ass ass face or some shit when i was younger ass face and shit uh-huh. and then um my homie this kid freddie we used to call him ring around the lips because he was a <laughs> dirty ass kid and he would just lick his lips all the time and he had like this clean ring around his lips and we call him ring around the lip and uh this fool, we would watch hella kung fu movies and shit, and we would like just get all hyped and just fight everyone in the neighborhood. And he'd be like, he'd be like, man, if we go over there and, and Tim's there or some shit, I'm gonna kick that fool in his neck. I'm gonna kick him right in his neck. And he would just say everything would be neck, like he'd go straight for the neck first, neck, 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 neck. And I'd always just be cracking up. And then I was like, that word neck just always stuck in my head, you know. Yeah, I just put neck and ass face together. And then I was like, damn, neck face is impossible to have. Like, <laughs> you can't have a neck 
on your face because then it'd just be the neck covering up your face, right? right? You could be, you could have a face on your neck, but neck face is impossible. It's something that doesn't exist. And sure enough, I was the only one that has that name. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't Google back then, so you couldn't like look what's. Uh, yeah, I couldn't out there. Google it and figure out who had <laughs> if anyone had that name or not. But I had to just kind of go on instinct that no one was going to come up with the word neck face. <laughs> did you have a skateboard at that time or did that come later? I was born with a skateboard, man. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, I'm, I always tell everyone like I'm a skateboarder first, you know? And it's true because, uh, cause growing up, my brothers, same brothers, they skated too. So I don't have like a, 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 a set memory where I was like, oh, I remember picking up my first board, you know, like getting uh -huh. my first board. I don't have a first board moment. Like I got my first board that, that was mine, but like the sk skateboards were always laying around the whole house all the time. You know, they were, they, I grew up with a skateboard around, mm -hmm. you know, so there was no, no day that I picked up my, picked up a board and started skating. It was just like there. And so. I don't remember when I started like skating exactly, but I remember getting into it, really getting into it when I was like probably like 12 or 13 or some shit. My first board was a Fred Smith Alva board, Sick. punk size, and he's got like a dead cat holding a dead cat, yeah. which is perfect. And uh, my mom got it at a garage sale for $8. And I just heard someone else say some shit that they got their first board and it cost eight bucks too. So, Damn. if you get a board for eight dollars, then your destiny is going to be skateboarding forever. <laughs> ain't getting, but yeah, you ain't getting fucking a bearing for eight dollars nowadays. Yeah, but yeah, I had a, I had a board that whole time. Like I'm fully, fully into it, Sick. fully into skating. Who was your biggest inspiration for the graffiti stuff? Uh, my biggest inspiration for graffiti and all that stuff is really I like. All those things, like, I like shitty bathroom art, like, shitty bathroom graffiti, you know? Like, I'll kick your ass, fucking call this number, or some shit for a good time, call this. Or, like, uh, you know, I try to fart, but shit my pants on the wall. <laughs> like, you know, like, shitty-ass graffiti on the walls, like, that's my fav favorite stuff. And when I first started, I was like, neck face, I was like, that's a... That's funny enough just seeing that written on the wall, you know? And then I started like, you know, I'd laugh every time I put it up. And then I stopped laughing. And I was like, all right, I got to fucking come up with some other shit to keep the laughs going. You know, I just want to make people laugh and shit. And so I started writing all these sayings like, beat your kids. God owes me money. All this shit. Just like, you know, trying to keep it going and keep the, keep the laughter going. <laughs> that rules. Have you got any legal problems going throughout this whole situation i've been booked i've been booked for for graffiti shit definitely before and uh what's the i can't go to boston Damn. I, can't go. <laughs> I mean it was so long ago i could probably go there but i ain't risking it and i don't even like boston but i got some of my best friends are from boston so who knows but yeah, I've, I've been I've been in the system and I've been in the system also for skating and just fucking lighting shit on fire and, you know, just in and out troublemaker style. <laughs> What's the biggest piece you've ever done, you think? Not for a gallery or something like out on the street. Biggest piece? Man, I did this one. I've done fire extinguishers and shit, but I did this that one. That one in Philly seemed fucking huge on the skate rock trip yeah that one in philly that one we could see the wall outside of the hotel and i was like i'm going i'm getting that yeah i'm getting that tonight but mate i don't know i've done some big shit but there's a big one i did in uh off the f train in uh off the smith and ninth street station in new york it was on a roof i just went out there with fucking bucket paint by myself and fucking did the whole top of this roof that you could see off the train that one was fucking pretty big, a big-ass arm. There's a lot of them. That was one of my, I think, my first biggest ones because that shit took forever. Is there anybody out there, graffiti-wise, that you notice? Do you notice other dudes that are out there that you give props to, or are you kind of in your own world? I'm definitely in my own world, but 
I, I see all the graffiti, you know? I'm not like... I'm not like one of the, I'm not like, I only see shitty graffiti. No, I see like, you know, I see, I could read all the other graffiti and I see all the other graffiti and shit. Yeah. Like my main homie, this dude, uh, EM1, that's the dude I've been to jail with the most. Um, seeing his shit and just like teaming up with him and just fucking hitting the town and, mm. and going crazy. And we got, we like a lot of the same guys. I like a lot of people out there. You know, I like more traditional graffiti dudes than, like, street art type shit, you know? I gave some of the homies hit up Fatty. I was like, send me some questions. Uh, he said, ask Nick the first time at Crocker. Tell him, ask him about the first time he went to Crocker. <laughs> so there's, there's a whole story about that first time rolling up to Crocker. So basically, I came, I came to the mag to meet up with Jake. Cause um, I ended up on the uh, on the cover of Bay Guardian out here, this old like free newspaper out here, mm. and uh, I was like skating down, I was skating down the street with wearing a ski mask and shit. Cause like I said, nobody knew who I uh, what I looked like, and I was coming to SF writing on a bunch of shit and just skating and writing and shit. And then um, and then Jake was like, "Ah, oh, we got who the fuck's this dude on the cover of the fucking Bay Guardian on a skateboard in my town? Like what the fuck?" And so Jake got a hold of me and he had like seen some of my stuff or, or something. And basically, um, he brought, I met up with him here at the mag and he was like, just kind of seeing what I was about, you know? And he just, I guess he just realized that I was, you know, a skate rat just like him. And we just started vibing and, and talking shit and we like this, we don't like that. And he's just figuring out what I was about and then yeah, he was like, he was like, yeah, we're thinking about giving you the cover to the mag, and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, fucking draw whatever you want. He's like, we'll put it on the cover, and I was like, no way. And I was tripping because Thrasher, like, that's the only reading I do to this day. You know what I mean? I don't even read fucking food menus, <laughs> but Thrasher's <laughs> the most reading I do ever. I've never even read a whole book in my life, like for real. Mm. But a mag cover to cover i'll read that shit so yeah i was tripping out when he said that and then i was like all right so i'm gonna whatever i'm gonna go home later that day and fucking uh and drop the cover or some shit right but before that he was like still kind of seeing if i was like even a skateboarder i think i think he was just seeing if i i skated or not Testing so he out. fucking took me to crocker he's like hey we're gonna go to this park over here and uh, i was like all right so we go to this park and then um, he has, like, a bunch of stickers and, like, mags and shit. And we skate in the crocker. And there's all these little-ass fucking fools, like, on the, on the, on the little uh, whatever ledge right there. And then Jake's skating by. And I'm skating right behind Jake. I'm following him. And Jake's giving him the new mag and some stickers and shit. And then um, he tells these little punks. He's like, hey, this is Neckface or whatever. And I get mad at Jake. I'm like, hey, I'm like, don't be telling these fools who I am. Like, nobody knows who I am, you know? Like, what? Like, people didn't even know if I was a guy or a girl or whatever. And yeah. Jake's like, oh, fuck, whatever. And then when I said that, these kids that were sitting on that ledge, they heard me and they were like, man, fuck that dude. Who the fuck's this guy fucking saying, don't tell him this, whatever. He's there in my park. And those fucking little kids, that was fucking Fatty, Sean, Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> pablo like all those all the locals it was all them damn and then those fools i guess for a minute were hating on me because i came in hot like that uh, i was like hey don't be telling these little punks like yeah. who i am or whatever but uh yeah we were at crocker and 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 jake put me to the test and was just like skate and he like i was just skating with him there whatever i ate shit he ate shit i landed <laughs> some shit he landed some shit and then he sent me on my way and i think he just kind of like was like damn all right he he skates he's not just some fucking nerd that sits in the office and draws all day right you know which i do too but <laughs> yeah but yeah no i do skate i'm in the van yeah fatty and those dudes were like fuck that dude like for a while and then i met them later years and years later and then i didn't even know that was them on that ledge right there no way. and then i found out it was them later on i was like damn that's fucking crazy he called you out on yeah. it yeah 
And now those are like <laughs> my best friends, you know what I mean? And and it was all because of Jake. Jake brought me to Crocker to fucking see if I was the chosen one to be on the cover of the mag if, if I skated or not. That's what I think he was he was testing me. What year was that? 2005. 2005 was the Probably cover. actually, yeah, 2004 or five. I think 2005. And then I went home and drew the fucking cover. Like I said, or like Jake said, he was like, draw whatever you want. We'll put it on the cover. And I come back with this fucking drawing. I think it's in the mag too. And it says too hot for TV, but it's like a dude, a bat dude with like a bunch of heads cut off floating in the air or some shit. And then Jake looks at it. He's like, this is sick. He's like, but where's the board? And I was like, fool, you said I could fucking draw whatever I want. Yeah. You didn't tell me no rules or anything. I was like, all right, you want a board? All right, here we go. And I fucking, (laughs) I drew the dude, uh, skating the dude's coffin and he was like boom this is it and he's like this is the one he's like i'll skate he's like neck neck face will skate your fucking grave he's like all right he's like we got to get the approval from the old man and this is the original old man fausto and so i'm like all nervous and shit like damn i thought i passed the test already fucking now we got to get this guy involved and so fausto comes out of his office and he's looking at the cover and they're sizing up the fucking thrasher font on top and while he's doing this, and Fausto's looking at me, and then as he's doing this, Jake's behind Fausto, and he's fucking flipping Fausto off, like like doing the middle finger behind his head and shit. And he's like looking at me, like saying, like with his mouth, just being like "fuck you" or "fuck this guy" or whatever. And then I'm like, dude, I'm trying not to look at Jake. He's like fucking with me, <laughs> and then I'm like all scared and shit. And then Fausto was like, "Yeah, just make it black and run it." And then he went back into his office, and I was like, holy shit. And then Jake socked me in the chest. He's like, we did it. He's like, we did it. Damn. And I was like, that'll never. And then, like, a couple years later, fucking Fausto died. I don't know. If you get the cover to the mag now, you didn't get Fausto's approval. You didn't get Jake's approval. Yep. <laughs> Those are the big dogs uh, right there. Bucket list and, of all bucket lists. It hasn't happened since 2005. I guess I did something right at Crocker that day. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> and then what was the first trip that you went on with? Was that the skate rock trip where we went with like two mags? Man, I don't even know. I honestly don't. That might have been the first. The one that like Ty and Atiba went yeah. on. Yeah. That might have been the first trip, but honestly, so. like. So we picked up Grant on that trip and then he was a fixture. Like we had gone on one skate rock trip before that, which was a whole different, well, not a whole different crowd, but. Then it got more focused from that trip on. It was like, all right, Grant's in, Pat Lana's in, Nick's in, yeah. Figgy's in, fucking, and yeah. these guys were staples that never missed a future one. Yeah. That was probably 2008, maybe, something like that. Yeah. Like, I've been on the road, like, since since I've been doing, doing my shit, and, like, fuck, what, 2004 or five or some shit. I met Preston. I met P-Stone internationally. When I was like on the road, like in Australia or some yeah. shit or fucking Japan or somewhere, I was like on the road and I met, I met P-Stone. I was like, dude, I've hung out with this fool everywhere but the U.S. Yep. I've never even hung out with Stone in the States. And uh, I'd be on some trip on some art shit or whatever. And then there'd be like something coming through and Stone was there and we'd link up and just kick it or whatever. And, and, uh. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I I met Stone. I'm pretty sure I met Stone in Australia, maybe at the fucking uh, slaughter at the Opera House or whatever. Oh, yeah. Which Were is, you at that one where the guy on roller skates tried to jump? Yeah. Right? I was I was there. I was there just on my own shit. I had an art show, and then I fucking yeah. met some chick out there and just stayed just stayed right next to Bondi. I remember that one because Preston came back with the footage, and he was like, look at this guy, Schmitty. Oh, yeah. you're going to love this one. Yeah. That was the best because like, he would always come back, and he'd have like a little highlight reel for me. He's like, check this one out. Get you all stoked on shit. Yeah. Whew, there's been so many fucking missions with him and stuff. Do any stick out? Any good like stories that like we haven't heard? Like Some moment that you had with him that fucking really sticks out? I got some moments, but most of them involve shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those are like kind of embedded in my, like the shit is embedded in my brain because it's like the funniest shit when it happened. Yeah. There was one where we were on a skate rock and we, we I had to take a shit because it was so hot and <laughs> we were fucking drinking so much. 
and I had diarrhea. I'm sure he had diarrhea. <laughs> and uh, we fucking run. We both kind of raced to this Taco Bell. We found a Taco Bell, and we run in there and go into the bathroom. And there's a fuck. I go. I open the stall. I beat stone. I open the stall first, and the fucking toilet's filled to the brim with fucking brown water, oh. like gnarly. I was like, "Fuck it!" And I just took a shit in there. I hovered above it and just dropped some, dropped some in there. And then I didn't even dare flush, touch the flush or anything. <laughs> I was like, "If I touch the flush, this shit's coming out, and fucking, we're gonna go, we're going to jail for fucking." <laughs> you know defacing the property but uh so i left the toilet like that and stone's knocking on the door he's like come on neck come on neck damn i'm like chill dude like fuck i'm almost done or whatever i finish yeah and then i come out of the stall and then stone runs right into the stall right after me and he sees the fucking the thing filled up to the top and he thinks it's me or something he's like god damn neck he's like what the fuck oh. and i was just dying laughing and he's in there just like laughing and shitting the same way i did damn. and then he flushed it and he said it went down but i don't believe him <laughs> what was another one there's some, uh i lived in this like two-car garage in in la in hollywood behind the liquor store and um every time these fools would come into town they'd come stay at my house and uh I just, it was just party time, dude. I lived in the alleyway behind the liquor store. Like, fireworks were going off in there, uh. like fucking indoor barbecuing. I'm like psyched. I'm psyched that I was like the house that everyone came to when they would come to LA. They'd be like, oh, going to next. We're staying there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, they would more than welcome to come stay there. One time, me and Stone, I had a Murphy bed, the wall, bed that comes out of the wall. And then I fucking pass out in my bed. I think maybe Stone might have been passed out up in there first. But anyways, I, we're both sleeping next to each other and shit. And I wake up, and I'm fucking wet. <laughs> and I'm wet on the sides. And I just check my dick. I'm like, I didn't do it. Like, fuck it. This, ain't, this one ain't me. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, dude, it's wet all around here. And then I look, and this is early. Like, I get up early, and I, I, I look, and fucking Stone's doing laundry. Like hanging his clothes up outside on my little patio and shit. I'm like, hey. I'm like, did you piss the bed? He's like, nah, nah, nah. I just spilled a beer and passed out <laughs> with a beer in my hand. And I was like, this ain't beer, dude. I was like, why are you washing all your shit then? Why are you washing your underwear and your pants and everything? And then he was like, finally fessed up to it. And he was like, hey, but it was straight Stella. He's like, <laughs> There wasn't even no pee in there. It's just like I was drinking Stella all night. It went right through me. It's like it was straight Stella. The only, there was no pee in there. Uh, I'm like, how's that even make sense, dude? <laughs> Whatever. I ended up peeing that same bed a million times after that. But <laughs> but yeah, he fucking tried to say it was just straight Stella went right through. I was like, that don't work like that, Stone. Damn. I remember uh, when we were on that trip, I was talking about it was uh, Atlanta to New York. And I had never been to New York. That was my first time to New York. And Preston was just giving it to me the whole trip. He's like, I can't fucking believe this. I'm fucking going to New York with you on your first time. I can't fucking believe it. And then we went to that. I think it wasn't even scheduled, but it was in Allentown right before we went to Pennsylvania it was like indoors. It's where uh, Trixie and Spanky arm wrestled. Oh, or yeah. Trixie beat Spanky, actually. Mm. And they had a bunch of sparks for some reason. Yeah. And we were all drinking sparks, sparks, sparks. So then we get in the van and we're going to New York. And if anyone doesn't know, sparks is a caffeinated alcohol drink. It's like a four loco. So you're fucking drunk, but you're also really chatty Kathy because <laughs> you got the alcohol. You know, it's like drinking coffee all day and then getting drunk. So me and Peace Stone are like rap battling and then we're getting to New York. He's like, it was like New Year's Eve for me. It was like crossing the border and having Preston look at me and just give me a high five and go, fuck it, you finally made it, Schmitty, huh? <laughs> it was just like <laughs> kind of that seal of approval, which, you know. Yeah, today's two years that, you know, he passed that we found out that news. And then um, I think about the dude every day, but obviously like on days like today, it's a little more meaningful, a little more memory. You look through all these photos, you see Instagram, all the, everybody paying tribute and it's yeah. like, damn, it's heavy still. I mean, fuck man, that guy's irreplaceable, obviously, but. Big dog, man. I was, I got the call actually when I was taking a shit, I got the call. 
Damn. Someone someone called me up that don't usually call me, and uh, I was like, uh-oh. And I fucking answered. And then uh, they said that Stone died. And then uh, my first instinct was like, I'm fucking, I'm skating to the bar. First thing I do is as I'm leaving, I'm looking around from in my house for some booze. I'm like looking around and there's nothing in there. I look back one last time before I go to close my door. I look back and I see this fucking bottle with uh, that someone gave me from Cambodia. <laughs> and it's at least, at least 40 years old. And it has a fucking a cobra in it. And it's a cobra snake whiskey. And it's fucking gnarly, like <laughs> fermented. Like, I still got the bottle. I'll tell you another story about it too. But I still have the bottle. And then uh, I look back at that. And I'm looking this fucking snake in the eyes right before I'm going to the bar to fucking whatever drink because Stone died. And then all I hear is Stone like saying, come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. Take a rip. Like, take a rip. And I was like, holy shit. So I fucking cracked this thing open, dude. This is like 40-plus-year-old snake whiskey. Gnarly. (laughs) And I fucking peel, like, you know when they peel the seal off, the plastic? That shit was flaking off. That's how old it was. It wasn't even plastic no more. It was just dust. (laughs) And I opened this thing, and I fucking take a rip. The top of the snake's head hits my lips and shit. And I drink this shit, and it was the gnarliest fucking shit I ever drank in my life. <laughs> and I just hear Stone laughing in in my head. I hear that I see I hear him cracking up, and uh, I go to uh, puke off my balcony, and it's the most I ever puked without puking out anything. I was oh. just going what? Dry leaves. It was gnarly, dude. It, who knows what the fuck that shit is? But but yeah, I took that sip, and then I went to the bar. And then uh, I met up at Kibitz, and everyone was there. Fucking Rowan, Nuge. It turns out that we've been going to Kibitz every time fucking someone dies. Damn. We end up, that's like first instinct is to go there. Hmm. But we go there, and Stone was on his little run. Last time I saw him drinking his white Russians and shit. So I'm like, all right, fucking white Russians, fill them up. And they're yep. giving me the big, they're giving me the big, the big, big boy glass. And I'm doing shots of fucking Casadoras too, so I'm drinking, I'm drinking fucking White Russians and and tequila, milk and tequila and snake snake poison, and then fucking I get so fucking wasted, and then like some some kids come up to me and they're like, "Yo, neck or some shit." I don't even remember this. They're like, "We'll give you a ride home," and I live like two blocks away from that place. And I was like, all right. And I guess I jumped in the car with these kids or some shit, but I don't, I probably jumped out or something, but (laughs) I woke up to like cops kicking me and I was passed out in the gutter. (sighs) Like seriously, I lived two blocks away from this bar. Like I could have made it, but I woke up in the gutter (laughs) getting kicked by the cops. Right. And then, uh, and then I just started saying that I was going to kill myself. Cause I remember my, my little cousin, she works at a, um, she works at a mental hospital and she said, if they're ever threatening to take you to jail, which they were, they were like, oh, you're, you're going in. And then I just, she's like, just start saying you're going to kill yourself and they won't send you to jail. They'll oh, send yeah. you to the fucking mental to hospital. Yep. So I just started saying that I was going to kill myself. And then next thing you know, I wake up fucking strapped, strapped to the gurney. Like the day after fucking that we were all partying fucking because Stone died, I woke up strapped to the gurney. Straight jacket? Uh, yeah, they had me in the thing strapped. And then um, whatever, a doctor comes and they were like, did all this test, seeing if I really was suicidal, if I wanted to kill myself and shit. And I was like, listen, dude. I was like, one of my good friends just fucking died and we went off last night. Yeah. And that's what happened. And then they were like, all right, well, we got to do another test or some shit. And they fucking let me out. I had the hospital clothes on. They lost my shirt. So I had some like blue shirt on or some shit. And then just went straight back to the bar. (laughs) Damn. Woke up strapped to the gurney after Stone died. (sighs) Fatty was like, hey. He's like, you know who would have liked that story? He's like, Stone. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Fuck. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean wanted me to ask you what's up with the dice dreidel game. The devil's dice. All right, Mm. kids, listen up. All right. This is the devil's dice. It started off as the dreidel of death, right? So I I went to uh, like some arcade or some shit. I go to a lot of arcades, but I went to an arcade and I won this, this dreidel, which is like a spinning thing, but it has dice. It has the numbers on the sides and shit. And I would have this shit in my vest, like... I wear a vest all the time. I have that shit in my vest all the time. And then I started pulling it out at the bar and I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, if it lands on a fucking two, I'll buy you a shot or something. I was like, but if it lands on a one, fucking you got to do three shots in a row or some shit, right? And then it just became like these dares and we spin the top and then fucking whatever it lands on, that's the dare you got to do. I would roll up to people and fools were like, no, 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 I ain't playing that. Last time I got faded with you or whatever. And I was like, fuck it. I'll do it. If it lands on a four, I'll do two shots. And I, I ended up playing this fucking game by myself just in front of people. <laughs> like dudes aren't even playing with me. I'm just like, hey, if this lands on a three, I'm going to do fucking, I'll chug this whole beer or some shit. And then it'll land and I just... This dreidel, this little dice dreidel got me fucked up. And then it got to the point where I was like, you know, I was like, hey, whatever number it lands on, that's how many shots I'll do in a row. Right. And then boom, the shit will land on a fucking five. I'm like, do, 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 five shots in a row. The dreidel, I still have it somewhere, but now I just got regular dice in my pocket and I just do, I just do little dice. You know, if it lands on this, you got to do that. If it don't land on this, then I'll do this. Yeah. You know? We made a uh, wheel of misfortune, and it was like you spin the wheel, and it would just, you'd pay five bucks, spin the wheel. Could be like you get nothing, could be a Jaeger shot, could be like a kamikaze, could be bartender's choice. We had just all this shit. It was kind of the same philosophy. Judd Hertzler. Shout out. What would have happened if you stayed in NorCal Valley? Oh, man. Judd Hertzler said that? Yeah. Where'd that come from? The Gentle Giant. He was on a Foundation. Yep. He yep. also worked at Slap for a few. Ollied over that rail at the BART station into the bank. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had that video, Judd. What would have happened if I stayed in NorCal? Well, my dad owns a tire shop out there, so I'd definitely be working at my dad's tire shop. And... uh Pretty much how everyone else is there have kids, fucking probably on some drugs. Probably kids are on drugs, <laughs> stealing shit, just doing all kinds of bad stuff. When I'm there, it's just, I mean, that's how I became who I am for sure. It's just like, I'm there and I just, you're so fucking bored that all you want to do is get in trouble. Just to, you know, I want to get chased by the cops, fucking get these legs warmed up. You know what I mean? Like hot as hell too. (laughs) Ain't shit to do there, but get in trouble. That's it. But yeah, I'd probably just be doing some fucked up shit. Yeah. Now I'm just doing fucked up shit in a nicer surrounding Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) Are you? Where are you at? Are you? You're not at the mini ramp anymore. No, no, no. I'm. I'm about seven blocks from that place now. Oh, okay. But I live in a house with my homie, uh, my homie Jason, and uh, we got a big ass backyard. With the RC track in the back. Nice. We got a garage. I made that uh, Felber's tombstone in that garage. Oh, sick. And, um, yeah, it's, I got a little office and shit. It's pretty sick. It's a sick spot. Hmm. You remember that KFC challenge? Yeah. What was that exactly? The uh, Double Down. Double yep. Down was a fucking two pieces of fried chicken sandwiched, like, bacon and cheese and, like, some kind of mayo or some shit. And these dudes fucking, it was on a skate rock, and it just came out. I don't know whose idea it was, maybe Burnett or... I think it was Burnett. Somebody, but they were like, hey, let's fucking buy this and have someone eat it. And they are like, oh, let's get this fucking little fat ass to eat it. <laughs> and they woke my ass up from a cold <laughs> sleep, and I was so hungover, probably from drinking all them damn sparks in the heat. And uh, 
they woke me up and they're like, hey, fucking eat this. I was like, whatever, I'll do it. Especially like if it's for the video, yeah, I'll do it for that too. Yeah. So they dared me to eat it and I fucking took a rip and it wasn't that bad. But I was so hungover that in the clip, you could watch the clip, the fucking tur- the bacon and shit is shaking because I'm shaking so much. Stone tried it. He's like, yeah, I'll give it about a probably like a seven out of seven out of ten or something. He's like, but if you start eating those things in the winter, you're gonna run into some problems. And then everyone's like, what? And then Burnett was like, are you saying that if you eat this in the summertime, you'll sweat it out? And then Stone's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you fucking sweat it right out. <laughs> so don't eat those kind of crazy things in the wintertime because you ain't going to be sweating that shit out. You'd be stuck with it. Yeah. Stone philosophy. Stone philosophy is the <laughs> best. I got so many of those. <laughs> What's up with the baker shit? The baker shit that's going on right now is fools are stressing because <laughs> we're on deadline yeah, right now. Yeah, we need some updates. Who's Who's killing it and who needs some clips? Cater's killing it, but Cater also needs new clips because he's got baby Cater footage. Oh. You know, he he's been killing it forever, but he's yeah. a grown man now. Yep. He's 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 sprouted, you know? So we got some gnarly Cater baby cl- Cater clips, you know what I mean? Uh, but we need those gnarly evolution older Cater clips now. Him and Andrew were just up here actually. Yeah. And he got that clip. He got a clip. Yeah, he got yeah. a few. And uh who else? Fucking Baca's coming in hot. Yes. Baca's coming in hot, man. Shout he's out, good, Sammy. He's Shout have out. A sick ass part. I saw like what we have so far, and it's all looking pretty sick. It's really, really uh, Baker esque. Yep. You know, which is what we want. And, Beagle uh, HD. Beagle HD. I love it. Some classic Baker quotes, you know, like. You know how there's the class like Baker, Baker, Baker. There's some classic shit in there already, man. It's yes. gonna be so good. I can't wait. Everyone's just tripping, dude, because we're on deadline. We got about two months left to film. People's it's I fucking. Heard Figgy's been going Rambo. Figgy's been going Rambo. Figgy's I guess teamed up with fucking Milton, and those dudes are on a mission, mm-hmm. just fucking going off. Like I think of it as like, remember when uh. Jeff Rowley and, and Ed were going out. Yeah. How Ed started doing all that gnarly shit. Yep. I think they're both feeding off each other like uh, that right now. Sick. Which is going to be insane. Figgy's got some gnarly ass shit, man. He's definitely, the, he's getting the, the vote for most uh, put your body on the line yeah. part right there. But uh, everyone's killing it. Everyone's going for it. Even I'm going for it. I fucking <laughs> fucked up my heel. I've been out for about almost three months because my heel got fucked up and then um we're all on a big ass group text i'm telling these fools i'm like hey if i'm going out and getting fucked up like skating you guys got to be the fuck out there man like straight up I, I i could like in reality i could have no clips in this video and it's fine you know i'm choosing that i want clips you know i'm you know and they'll put they'll put them in if i get them yeah i'm like shit i ain't fucking passing this opportunity up so it's like if I got that attitude, you guys got to be fucking one million percent on a, on that attitude because you guys are on the team. Hell you yeah. guys get a check from these dudes, and you guys got to represent for fucking Baker. No so, doubt. What's up? Get your shit together. I you mean, know who you are. I think Alyssa's been going down there pretty regularly trying to get this one clip at, the, at this spot. Uh, she's like so determined. I think yeah. she's been like four times. Yeah. But uh, just it's sick her. hearing about fucking some of these missions. I can't wait to see the video. Yeah, man. It's like, dude, it's like, dude, the last Baker video that came out was in like 2000 and fucking what, five or eight or some shit. One of those single digit number ones. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now we're in 2019. In reality, when's the next Baker video going to come out after this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a lot of dudes on there are a little bit older. It's like. This is your last chance to be in this Baker video. You better step it up. When's the next video? Like, there ain't going to be another Baker video for a while. Yeah. So it's like, get it right now while you can, you know? We got the dead homie motivation, dude. Do it for the fucking fools who can't. Yeah. You know, like, I'm trying these tricks, and I all I hear is fucking stone. Like, come on, neck, you got it. Tall can right here. Come on, Nick. You got it. You know, I, I had to deal with these dudes, like, when they were alive telling me this shit. And then, like, you're like, oh, they're dead. I won't fucking, they don't got to be, be bugging me that I'm going to land this or not. Now, they're fucking in my head 24-7 telling me shit to do. 
<laughs> haunting my dreams. Yeah. But yeah, we got we got a lot of lot of fools on there that are fucking motivated to make this sick because because they know they know how important this shit's gonna be. You know, legendary. Theotis has some crazy ass shit yeah, too. Yeah, Theo. Shout I out. I think it's just all Bentleys and Rollies, dog. Theotis is out there. Young money. <laughs> shit, I want to see some Herman. I want to see it all, man. The fucking it's always a pleasure. The whole roster is fucking stacked. Yeah. You gonna be Deathwish? Gonna have some cameos or there might be like a little Deathwish commercial or something, something like in that. there, Hell or like. Yeah. You know, because their Dixon's been going off too. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have some clips in there. If if not, probably just like sprinkled around through people's parts. You know, but yeah, but that's just how it is. Like you know, if there's a Death Wish video. There's some little Baker love in there, right? And you know, I'm, so I'm sure there'll be something up in there. And now for another first impressions with Timothy Donald McKenney. Charlie's in the bush. I can see his eyes. I'm doing this in the middle. Listen to Shane from a High Towers pod. Excellent pod. Ears glued at work. Probably gonna get busted because I didn't get shit done listening to it. But excellent. Good job, guys. Um, this is another first impressions, and this one is Ron Allen, and it's sitting in Greg's office, and it starts with me kind of just cracking the door. Anyone who's been to the Think Warehouse, it starts with you cracking that door and peeking through the door looking at the stairs and Greg's eyes looking at me he goes hey you gotta come in here right now you gotta listen to this and it's Ron Allen on the hunt for product and ever since then I call it the Ron Allen just hounding for shit because every time I walked in and Greg had a new message from Ron it was him trying to get ventures he just sounded so excited he needed him he needed him for his team in Oakland it was very important and it always ended this is how I'm going to end it, too, is heaters. And the heaters weren't the guns of Oakland. The heaters were the skateboarders and the skateboards of Oakland. How dope is that, man? Not the guns, the skateboards. So I'm going to end it with that. Heaters. Hell, oh, one more thing, dude. Brought tears to my eyes, dude. You made me cry. I'm going to try not to cry here. Anthony Shetler's pod. You talk about how you got no love on the West Coast. You better take that back, kid. You got nothing but love on the West Coast. I'm going to end it with something else. I'm going to end it with this. My mom says you be careful out there. Brush your teeth and comb your hair. Yes. Well, uh, let's fucking end this on a little fucking old man convo. We got some big trips coming up. We got some plans just to keep the fire alive show that there's still these skaters and this group of people that are just down to fucking hit the road and go on these trips and represent for the mag and just for skateboarding in general you know that's all jake wanted was just like you know get get in the fucking van and get out there and get some and that's what we're gonna do and we're gonna keep doing that till the end of time it's our job to fucking show these kids you know hey get off your fucking phone get in the van hit the road and do this you know what i mean because uh that's what they did and they showed us how to do it and now it's our turn to fucking pass the torch and keep the fire lit and if you need any advice on fucking how to get into some trouble hit me up i got (laughs) you (laughs) you were up at the lincoln city thing it was pretty much the week after jake's memorial what did you think of that overall thing you you were MC pretty right? Yeah yeah, I was the MC for that, and they they got all hyped because I did the MCing for the fucking Lower Bob's contest. Oh yeah, and uh, that was awesome. And the Lower Bob's contest was sick, and yeah, they got all hyped, and they're like, "Hey, we want to, we'll pay you to do it over here." I was like, "All right." I never even been to Lincoln City, <sighs> and I got there, and that place is fucking sick, dude. So gnarly. And I, I was there's like a little like a uh, little league baseball field across the street from there (laughs) and i kept saying on the fucking megaphone they could hear me there was a game going on and i was like hey little kids playing baseball and shit i was like even if you grow up to be a a famous baseball player which you won't (laughs) you fucking you're gonna like say you get to play baseball around the world right you're gonna go to china guess how the baseball fields are out like out there same exact fucking field wherever mm. you go. You t- there's no nothing different about the baseball field. You go to China, same one. You go to Brazil, same one. Soccer field, same, same, same. 
You go to fucking Lincoln City, that's the only place with tranny like that. You go to Australia, there's all these fucking skate parks that got, you know, no lip on it. And, like, you know, that's what's sick about skateboarding and skate spots is, like, that. there's, you know, that's why the Euro Gap's called the Euro Gap because that's fucking some European shit that was going on, you know? There's, there's different images for each place, and they're all different, you know? Like, you go to fucking, you go to China, it's all marble. You go to fucking New York, it's rough. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, baseball, football, soccer, same field, every country you go to. Skateboarding different all around the world go out there and fucking find it (laughs) yeah lincoln city is no joke get up there i think that fucking burnett and those guys are cranking the documentary out anytime now did you have one trip that you went on with jake that you guys kind of bonded the most or that was the most fun or like i know you've been on a bunch of trips with them and they were all fucking epic in their own way but were you on the one in africa yeah, hell yeah. With the van? Oh, man. there's like, Dude, there's been so many trips that I've been on with Jake that are memorable. Yeah. And it's, like, hard to, like, just think of one. But, man, I don't know. We we did that Buster Bell, and I had to share a room with that dude. And I'm fucking, this fool's just farting, like. The one in Atlanta? Nar- yeah, the one in Atlanta. He's just farting in his undies. Like, I'm in my undies, like, whatever. And then, I don't know. I don't know. There's been so many trips that we've, whatever, even shared rooms, you know? And and, uh, I can't even think about one major trip, man. Like, every time we got to an airport, fucking, is Jake going to get on? Is Jake going to get He's so revved up. He'd get off the plane and just be like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah and they'd be like get your ass back over here where you think you, you ain't going into fucking thailand like that i'd have to go over there and be like oh i'm sorry he's just really excited fucking whatever and then like whatever there'd be one where he'd be like drunk and they'd be like this guy can't get on the plane and i'd be like oh no he's just really nervous he's old he's nervous about getting on the plane like trying to make these excuses and they're fucking like you know, they're buying it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm his handler. I take care of him. Like, he's really old, fucking yeah. whatever. I was saying all this shit to get him on the plane, and we get on the plane, and he's just fucking revving it up on the plane there, too. Been everywhere. Australia. Dude, he went Mexico. all the way to Germany. I think it was Germany. They were three-hour layover. They're getting on the plane to go to South Africa, and they're like, oh, no, your, your, your passport's full. There's nowhere to stamp it. He had to turn around and go back to SM. Yeah. <laughs> Always some shit, shit like that. Remember, uh, I don't know if you were on the same flight, but when we went from Copenhagen to Paris, he gets on the plane and he's walking down to a seat and both hands are on the ceiling just punching it, walking down. We're going to Paris! And people are like seriously scared they're like what the fuck is this guy doing we're like no no he's just super hyped he drank too much coffee yeah (laughs) (laughs) that has to be one for all of us peabody got the cover living in paris for those few days hitting a bar with dolan and those chicks but that fucking uh gallery that you had shit up in yeah and then they had like a fucking skatable house a skatable living room basically yeah that was top notch. We were eating sushi with Jay Maskus in a fucking museum. Yeah. Mark was, Gons was out there too. Yeah. Muska showed up out of nowhere. We had a mini ramp outside. Yeah. It was just, that was fucking doing Yeah, it. we revved it hard on that one. And, and like I said, like, there's been so many times when I've been on my own mission on some art shit yeah. where I meet up, it all works out Cross and I meet over. up with the crew, Yep, you know? And I had already been there for like a month and I had been doing hell of work on the streets right just going out painting and shit every day and then like by the time those dudes came i had it all covered and we had the spots fucking dialed and shit and then i remember stone getting on you because it was your first time there right yeah he was like oh man schmitty when i came here my first time i had to sleep in the fucking bushes in the tent ah, yeah. he's like you got it easy fucking getting in a hotel and shit yeah he was just mad he was mad because he didn't get the royal treatment straight out the gate i mean we did have five people in one room yeah. We, and we had fucking uh, she body was in there yep. on the floor, but yeah, no, nah, I was. I remember the one morning I woke up by myself and I went to the Eiffel Tower, yeah. and I came back and P Stone looked at me. He's like, "I'm really proud of you, Schmitty. 
if you didn't go to the Eiffel Tower, I wasn't going to go. I've already been. But if if you didn't go, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have thought of you the same way. <laughs> <laughs> He's testing you. Yeah, we always had those moments. That was like, <laughs> all right, you you did well. I'll give you that one. Fuck. Is there anything else we should cover? Anything else you want to mention? You got some fucking anything coming up? Any art shows or anything? Oh shit! Yeah, I do. I got a. This thing called Nectoberfest, mm. and it's in obviously in October. Halloween? October 27th. Yeah, the weekend before Halloween. It's a Sunday. Damn, that's and, my um, birthday. Yeah. Who else's birthday is that? Kevin Hubbard. Bradley's. Hubbard, too. Uh, Hubbard and Kevin Bradley. Oh, Bradley, too? Yeah. Damn. And uh, yeah, October 27th. Nectoberfest and Nectoberfest is gonna be like a fucking it's gonna be like a little little bootleg ghetto carnival festival thing in the parking lot of black in Hollywood. Oh sick. And I'm gonna have like merch there, games, costume contests and shit. It ain't gonna be crazy like haunted house. No. Like I did the last last one, which was really, really epic. But yeah, every time I do something on, on Halloween, I turn into the Halloween guy. And everyone always asks me, "Hey, what are you doing on Halloween?" And I tried to, I try to stop for a couple years and not do anything on Halloween, just so I wouldn't be the Halloween guy. But that's it. I'm the Halloween guy, so now I got to do something every Halloween, and uh, I'm just trying up. to trying to switch it up. And I got Nectoberfest coming up. But uh, the last Halloween show I did with Stance went really, really, really sick, perfect, fucking. I made all the artwork that I wanted to make. Usually, I can't make like those big ass sculptures like that because i gotta worry about someone buying it right you know and this time i was kind of i went i went into it like kind of financially like all right where i wasn't tripping on money like man i gotta sell this work or else i'm gonna be broke which is usually the case sure. you know so i got to like do shit that i wanted to do not just because i wanted to sell it and so that shit came out good and then i had fucking arctic play and i had Yeesh. bad shit play and that was fucking bad shit's last show with jake and it was at my art show that's fucking one for the books right there and that that show was so sick i remember jake just hitting me up and just being like dude i'm still fucking i'm still feeding off that energy from that show it was gnarly he was like that was like a gnarly like skate rock vibe like when we're fucking international you know like kids are going crazy they were going nuts and i had the fire going yeah jake threw a fucking board over the fence this kid climbed over the fence. Two kids climbed over the fence, ripped their whole shit up on, with barbed wire. They had blood leaking all over the place. And then everyone's just watching these kids go over the barbed wire fence and everyone's like screaming and shit. It was perfect horror show. Yeah. Who's going to rev it up like the old man? Nobody. Shit. But we as, got, a, as an accumulation. We, we got to rev it up for the can, old man. Yeah. We got to hold it down for the old man. The way he wants, he, he would want us to. I'm going to keep revving it. I know you're going to keep revving it. And I know my homies are going to keep revving it till the end of fucking time. Yeah, we got to also mentioning Arctic. I got to give a shout out to my friend Sean Stewart, who needs a board sponsor. Who the fuck is who? Sean Stewart, a.k.a. Frex. Oh, Frex. Yeah, he Damn, I didn't even know his real on name. Instagram and said, I'm out. Man, get that full of beer, dude. Stoke, you made it in, Nick. You're fucking family for life. We always fucking text each other some funny shit back and forth. And uh, should we end it on Merciful Fate or what, what song should we take it to? You're all decked out in the Merciful Fate. That made me think of that. But always, I think it might have been Buster Bell, Atlanta. And uh, Jake was like, uh, yeah, we were sharing a room. He's like, wear the Merciful Face shirt, always. And I was like, duh. <laughs> so, yeah, let's end it on some Merciful Faith. Okay. Fucking devil eyes. Thanks again, man, and fucking we'll talk to you next week. Peace.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talkin' Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow up them charts. All the episodes will always remain free to my listeners, but if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so at our website, TalkinSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like stickers, beanies, t-shirts, or hats. The website has an entire archive of all the episodes with extra photos and video. You can also email me with any concerns, questions, suggestions, comments, etc. at TalkinSchmidt at gmail.com. That's TalkinSchmidt, T-A-L-K-I-N-S-C-H-M-I-T at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by me, Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature, and a special shout-out goes to my executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout-out. Until next week, this is Talkin' Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Talkin' Schmidt. Talkin' Schmidt. Talkin' Schmidt. Talkin' Schmidt.